This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. Welcome to Short-Term Rental Management with Luke Carl, the multi-family madman, although that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're talking about vacation rentals, and today we are going to catch up with one of my favorite softwares, Hospitable, fantastic property management software, and we look forward to hanging with them after a word from this week's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the premier short-term rental Facebook group, Short-Term Rental Long-Term Wealth. We have nearly 50,000 members, this is the biggest independently owned and operated SCR Facebook group, and it has been curated by yours truly, Cashflow Carl. Join us on Facebook. Search the groups for Short-Term Rental Long-Term Wealth. That's Short-Term Rental Long-Term Wealth on Facebook. <laughs> Welcome to the Short-Term Show, Short-Term Rental Management with Luke, and we've got uh, Brian from Hospitable on today. Very exciting stuff. Going to talk about property management uh, softwares in general and uh, all things hospitable. Brian, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I am uh, wonderful. Wonderful. And uh, you're in Athens, Georgia. Yep, Athens, Georgia. So it's a college football town, a lot of short-term rentals here. And we manage 13 or 14 rentals. Um, we started, we used to own a rental house that my wife and I lived in, did like the house hacking thing. Started an Airbnb back in 2018. And then started managing properties for other people. So we've got 14 rentals we, we manage here for other people. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, how did you end up uh, with the Hospitable gig? So I've, I've been using Hospitable as my PMS software since 2019. So kind of searching around, same thing everybody does when they're, you know, they kind of get to that point where they need a little help. And we found, kind of bounced around from a few different software options and landed on Hospitable in 2019. Uh, and then was using the software I was a financial advisor for a while and you, you wouldn't know it by looking at me uh, with the beard and hair, but I was clean cut at one point in time and then just decided that wasn't really for me, kind of switched, switched careers and um, more remote work, a little more family time, things like that. So uh, Hospitable was, was hiring a couple of years ago. So I decided to jump on board and they, they were ha happy enough to have me, I guess. I hope. How did you even hear that they were uh, hiring? I mean, uh, if I'm a, if somebody that's in the space looking to get deeper into the space, how, how did you know? So we do a pretty good job of, of hiring or letting people know internally what's going on. So like we'll put out emails to our, our, our hosts that use our product and let them know, hey, you know, we're looking for an engineer. If you know anybody, let us know. And so there was an email that went out and they were looking for a, a sales, sales rep and a support rep. And I applied for, I think I applied for both. I don't know that I wanted the sales job at first. I thought that might be a little too stressful because I was a sales rep before, you know, for, for financial advising, but um, it's worked out really well. So that's what, you know, we will always let, let our, our hosts know that we're hiring first to kind of let some people, you know, throw their hat in the ring and see if that works. And it's worked out really well. We've got, uh, I think I was the first host hire and then we've gotten three or four others since then. So we've got a bunch of other hosts that use Hospitable that also work for the, the company. And uh, where where is the company based out of? Where where do they start? Uh, like, so Pierre is a is a Frenchman who lives in Brussels. The company was founded in Estonia, and we all are remote, so nobody yeah. 
I, th- I think I live close closest to another employee than anybody else. So they're in Atlanta. So we're about 45, 50 miles away from each other. Um, but we're all, we're all scattered everywhere. U.S., um, Europe, New Zealand, Australia, Bali, kind of all over the place. That's wonderful. That's really cool, man. I mean, and that's kind of the whole point. I think that's the reason a lot of folks get into this business uh, to begin with is to kind of live a little bit more of a free wheeling kind of a life. And uh, that's, that's great that you guys are living by that uh, culturally within the company. And just let me back up a little bit. And for anybody who maybe doesn't know, we're talking about property management software today. So uh, software that you can integrate with your uh, OTAs, your Airbnbs, Verbo, Booking.com, et cetera, that will uh, do most of the heavy lifting for you. And if not, uh, uh, if, no, if nothing else, at least keep you uh, way more organized than you would be otherwise. And, uh, and uh, of course, I've been around in this business a, a long time and we didn't have any of these softwares back in the day. And we are living in a, uh, a much uh, more efficient <laughs> property management world today. Um, Brian, give me, give me a little bit of background there uh, as far as at least your memory it sounds like you've been around for a while. Do you remember when the softwares came in and, and how much of an impact did that have on, uh, on your life? Yeah, a lot. So I think when, so we started in 2018, there was already a, a lot of software options on the market. And I think it was kind of, some were shifting from more of a, like traditional management software to more of like what's available now, where it's a little more streamlined, better user interfaces, more automation, things like that. Or back in the day, it was if you wanted a, a management software, it was going to send automated emails to to guests, which isn't ideal, obviously, in, in this day and age. So we kind of bounced around for a few different software options, um, and then landed on Hospitable. But you know, I think I think so many software options exist nowadays that it's kind of tough to figure out what's the best option for for the host or or for the manager. So kind of just searching around and seeing what specifically like jumps out to you, what what needs you have. Uh, and that's what I tell people all the time with hospitable. Like I obviously have sales calls all day. I, I'm not a hard sale type person. Like I try to like educate people and help them understand exactly what the, the software does. And if they're not a great fit because they have a need specific to their company, then, you know, obviously I'll let them know that, but there's a lot of software options available that, that really do a great job and help us as managers and hosts automate things and save time and create a better experience for the guests at the end of the day. Uh, it's my impression that Hospitable is uh, certainly one of, if not the most uh, simple software available in the short-term space. I would say I would go so far as to even say easiest, maybe even sexiest. Uh, and and I like that. I'm a Hospitable user, full disclosure. I've used many softwares over the years. And of course, back when you were talking uh, back uh, in the early days with the email thing, back I think IGMS was the very first one that I was aware of. And uh, but do you guys consider yourselves and and market yourselves as such uh, being the easy, simple software, or is that just something that I've made up? No, I mean I think the the sexy option. You know, I've never heard that before, but I'll take it. We should we're going to make new shirts now that say sex, "sexiest PMS system on the market." So I appreciate that one. But no, I mean I definitely the user interface is one thing we hear a lot. That's it's one of the best user interfaces for. For software, it's easy to follow. It's easy to understand. You know, we we tried to make things easy to set up. So that's a big one, you know, onboarding new properties. Because once you, I mean, I'm sure you know, once you start with a software company, regardless of whether you hate it at the end of the day, it's a nightmare to pull the plug and try to move to a new software. 
So we made it really, really easy for people to to come on board. Like if they're not happy with their current PMS provider, you know, onboarding with Hospitable is pretty quick and easy. We have free onboarding, which is really nice. But the software is pretty, pretty straight, straightforward, easy to set up, easy to understand. And then we're available to help. You know, if somebody does have questions, you know, we're we're human beings that that have answers. So we try to make it easy, low barrier to entry for people that need need that help. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've used, uh, I don't want to name names. I've used a handful of uh, softwares over the years and you definitely are the sexiest, I think, because most of them are like just ugly, man. I mean, it's just like one color, maybe two colors and very difficult to figure out where things are. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Hospitable, sexiest, uh, short-term rental property management software, uh, that there is. I, I think that that is true. You guys were, you kind of the, the company kind of started as um, like messaging was uh, the the first and foremost uh, like the most important thing to you guys and a lot of folks back in the day were stacking you on top of owner res that was a very popular thing and um, you know I I, th- I feel like a lot of the other softwares have kind of caught up in in the messaging space uh, but you guys again still remain simple and. And are you still targeting that, uh, the, the messaging, is that like your most important feature you think, or? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's probably the, the low hanging fruit. That's really easy to create like more efficiency and more time for the host. So like there's, i still, to this day, I'll talk to people who aren't automating messaging, even though Airbnb offers, you know, what they call them scheduled messages through Airbnb mm. or something like that. So Airbnb like realized that this was a need that hosts have. So they started implementing that product. Verbo doesn't offer it. Um, I think Booking.com might offer it to a certain degree, um, but it might be more email-based. So for for Hospitable, I mean, yeah, definitely the the automated messaging is one of the things that most people kind of come to us for, and then they realize we do other things. But it's, you know, like you mentioned, more software companies starting to automate messaging, especially native messaging on the platform. I mean, like we said before, most people were doing automated emails to some degree. So we've all rented cabins and beach houses in the past and gotten like some, you know, strange email from the the management company that gave us all the do's and don'ts, but like two months before our stay. Um, but so now we can automate all that directly through Airbnb, VRBO and booking.com. So it's a huge benefit to the guests because they're going to get that message on their, on their phone, right? Like everybody's stuck to their, their smartphones. So they're going to get that message on their phone. They would take it wherever they can. And then now, kind of figuring out ways to to make the messaging better. You know, we've implemented some AI into the software. So we've got a chat GPT integration to create some really nice guest messaging. We've got a, an AI system for detecting and automating responses for guest questions. So it's just kind of figuring out what's the next step in like the guest messaging evolution and trying to stay in front of that. And uh, are, so it's, it's, it is actually chat GPT direct integration into your uh, dashboard. Uh, personally, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there. I, I, I've even actually put in a couple of my headlines, no chat GPT, just as, you know, I don't know, just to be clever, uh, whether that's clever or not, but are you seeing people using that? It, it, I've, I've, I've tested it on your site a little bit and it does work very well. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, they're discovering it for the first time because it's, uh, you know, we haven't, we did, we did a launch of the product of the chat GPT integration, but I think a lot of people probably haven't really discovered that it is available. So it's, you know, we'll do demos and product product walkthroughs and kind of show people that this is a feature they have. And people are usually pretty excited about it because it's not, it's not an automated feature, but it is something that can help you set up 
you know, some really nice guest messaging. So for instance, uh, a few weeks ago, you, you and I were talking before the, sh- before the show started about music venues in Athens. So a couple of weeks ago, there was a guest that messaged me. They wanted some specific things to do during their visit in town. So instead of me writing out this bulleted you know, list of all the restaurants and things they could do during that weekend, I just clicked that chat GPT button in the inbox and it created a list of all these restaurants and the 40 watt. 40 Watt Club was one of the one of the ones listed. So it sent them, you know, some pretty cool recommendations for things to do. Um, it wasn't anything I had to spend any time on. I just read the message and make sure it wasn't weird and then sent it out to the guest. But, you know, ChatGPT is not to be trusted. I mean, it's AI. So you don't want to just like plug and play and let ChatGPT message your guests because they're going to mess something up at some point. So there needs to be some oversight, but, you know, it, it's at least saving me the time and the host the time and not creating these messages and, and trying to craft, you know, the perfect response to each guest. So I, I use it all the time. And I think the hosts that discover it use it as much as they can, because it's a huge time saver. Yeah, I guess I never uh, thought about it in that capacity where I get to choose whether or not it's sending the message or not, you know? So, yeah, I mean, if in that in that scenario, it does make a lot of sense where, okay, the, yeah, this is a pretty good message to send. It's just something one less thing I didn't have to type out. Is there an additional charge for that? No, it's included in the software. No kidding. Okay. And you guys, you guys are one of the, you're very inexpensive, right? I mean, just give me a, a random price tag for a user with, you know, five houses. Five is $64 a month. So it's, it's 40 for the first two and then $8 per property after that. And then there's price breaks, like the more properties you have. So for larger manager managers, they pay less per property per month, but it's, we try to not, we don't lock you into it to a long-term contract. So that's one thing that's pretty you know, again, pretty sexy to people. So they don't want to be locked in. There's no upfront cost, like an onboarding fee. I mean, I can't remember what some software I was looking at today for our management company has a $2,500 onboarding fee. And that was an immediate, you know, deal breaker for me because I'm not going to pay $2,500 for a company that I have no idea whether it's going to be beneficial to me or not. And there's some PMS systems out there that are charging hosts $500,000 to set up their, their listing, set up their account. So we don't charge for onboarding. Everything's pretty easy to get set up, which is pretty nice for people. But 40 bucks is the, the, the entry point, And then it goes up from there, $8 per property per month. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something to take note of here. There are some softwares that are very difficult and they are going so far as to, I actually didn't know that, Brian, that they had, I didn't know they had in-house setup fees, which is kind of smart because you, get, you hear a lot of softwares out there um, I, again, I don't want to name names owners that are difficult to set up. And they, uh, they had all these like offshoots of people that you could hire to set up your software for you. So it's very interesting to hear that, that some of those softwares are bringing that in house. It, it is kind of smart of them, I suppose. But at the same time, I can see that as a turnoff as well, where, Hey, if you want to set up this software, it's going to cost you a thousand bucks or fifth, you know, five thousand dollars or something like that. That's crazy. But again, I also, you know, I think that uh, if you're if you're going to use hospitable, it's one that you if you decide you wanted to like go to something crazier or more robust a little later on, it's easy to get in and out of, like you said. Whereas with a, a high tech, uh, again, you know more sophisticated software without naming names. If you go through all that trouble to set one of those up, you're, you're kind of stuck there. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to get out of that. You know, it's almost like you guys are the gateway drug. And then if, if somebody found the need or maybe got to 150 properties or something like that, 
to to go to something with more bells and whistles uh, that could be done. But to do it the other way around, I think is rather difficult. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, that's where you know I typically meet with with hosts who have you know twenty plus properties, and when you get to that level, you know you're still a small PM at the end of the day, but you you have integrated systems in your company, you've integrated software messaging and pulling the plug completely on that and moving to something else can feel pretty daunting. I mean, I've been there and I mean, we're still there, you know, I'm never leaving hospitable, but as far as like other, other like software options we use to kind of supplement and like run parts of our business, it's tough to think about moving away when, you know, my wife is a real estate agent. She's having a baby. We're renovating a house. I have a full-time job. We have 14 short-term rentals. I mean, what time do we really have to, to think about doing all that. Um, but that's where, like you said, you know, for hospitable, it makes it it's easy onboarding, no onboarding fee. Uh, and then setting everything up is, is, I think it's really, really simple. Um, so it's, it's definitely one of those things where you're just coming up with all the slogans, man, the gateway drug of the short-term rental software industry. Yeah, that's so you. Kind of one. I'm yep. the slogan maker, baby. I love it. Um, but, but, uh, you know, not to say that you guys could not be used for somebody with a larger portfolio or a larger uh, property management company. I, I, I would imagine that again, I only have, I only have nine, but, uh, oh, short terms of hundreds of, uh, the long terms, we, we're not here to talk about that. Although we are going to get into that. Um, uh, the, I think the end user that has a hundred properties could do very well with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that this is like a, a noob software in any way no no not at all and i think it's really it's, it's what your needs are everybody's needs are totally different so like we have i'll tell people all the time that have one or two properties they might have some specific need that we can't meet and we're not a great fit for them but we have you know at one point in time i think he's still with us but we had a, a, a guy who had three thousand airbnb listings <laughs> over hundreds of accounts and they were all connected to hospitable and they managed all the messaging and everything through our system and it worked great um, to your point, you know, sometimes you get to a point where you need something specific and you can can layer hospitable on top of another system that work can work really well. We we have a unique connection with Airbnb, so we're able to connect to Airbnb alongside another PMS system. So that's not really the case with most other systems. Most PMS systems have to connect to Airbnb alone. So they're not able to connect side by side with something else. So we can kind of piggyback off Airbnb alongside another product, which is really nice. If you do get to that point where you need, you know, really robust property management software along with the automation that hospital provides. Management Monday is proud to present this episode of the Short Term Show. Management Monday is a weekly course that will teach you everything you need to know about managing a short-term rental from a distance. How to get more bookings, hire ADR, how to hire and fire vendors. Even if you don't want to manage it yourself, you need this course so you know how to manage your manager. Over 10,000 super hosts started their career with Management Monday. And the best part is, it's free for short-term shop clients. Start your journey today at theshorttermshop.com. The Short Term Shop. Yeah, you're talking, you're referring in some capacity to API. Can you explain to me as if I'm a five-year-old, I have a five-year-old, so uh, I I associate because I'm hanging out with her more than anybody else, really. Uh, Explain to me like I'm five years old, what is API and you guys do not do that. Is that correct? 
So in this instance, I am also a five-year-old. Okay. So like, like the API, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm more of a salesperson. Like the API is, is more of an engineering thing. It's over my head to many degrees. But we do have an API connection with Airbnb, VRBO, and Booking.com. So we are API connected to the channels. Like at the like a very basic level, there's a couple different connections that you can have with like a listing channel or an OTA. It's like an iCal, which we're all familiar with. iCal's are um, they lag. They're not really really fast. And so if you got a reservation on Airbnb and you've got an iCal connection to another platform. You know that that double you might get a double booking because the iCal is probably not going to push information really quickly to be able to block that off. With an API connection, information flows a lot lot faster. So we are API connected to Airbnb, VRBO, and Booking.com to where if you got a reservation on one of those channels, it's going to automatically block off on the other channels. We're sending that that messaging directly to those channels via the API connection. You know we're able to pick up different different things with the reservations, so like check-in, check-out times to be able to automate things for your cleaning staff, your team, anybody else who needs information to be relayed to them. So we do, we are API connected as far as like getting into the nitty gritty on what it does. I, I am the wrong person to ask mm. for that one. I was under the impression you were not, or maybe back in the day you were not, but so how do I, how, how come you guys, I can layer on top of other softwares, but other softwares I cannot. Do you, do you know how, why? No. So from what I understand, we have a specific API connection to Airbnb that other other PMS systems do not have. It's not necessarily better or worse. It's just different. Hmm. So like, for instance, Booking.com, you can only connect one provider to Booking.com to be able to manage your listings. VRBO, you can connect multiple softwares to VRBO, but it's, it's a terrible connection because things are going to get lost. You're not going to be able to to manage everything as efficiently. But with Airbnb, we can connect to Airbnb alongside owner res, like you mentioned, to be able to, on one hand, you can you can have some property management functionality that you really need to manage your business. And on the other hand, you can have all the automation that Hospitable provides to be able to be efficient, provide a good guest experience, save everybody time. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so let me ask you about, uh, I mentioned long-term rental earlier. In the long-term rental space, there are two to three big softwares that you hear all the time. You got Buildium, you got Appfolio, and you got uh, Parmas.com, which used to be Cozy, but they bought Cozy. Uh, and uh, and you don't really hear about too many others. There are many others. I used one for a long time called Tenant Cloud. And uh, there, there's a bunch of them out there, but there's really like three, at least to my knowledge and my experience and my years in long-term, that kind of corner the space. So how the hell did we get to a situation where there's literally, I, I heard a figure recently, like 1,100 short-term management softwares. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard that. That statistic is, is not surprising. Um, but I think it's, they're, they're easy to, to, to create and they're easy to figure out how, you know, what's the need in the marketplace. And that's where Pierre, our founder, why he created what was called Smart B&B back in the day. Mm -hmm. There was a messaging need because nobody was doing automated messaging. It didn't exist on the OTA platform. So he wanted to be able to create automated messaging for his guests. So he created Smart BNB, which is now hospitable. And I think there's other software providers that, that are seeing a need for that. I, at VRMA a couple of weeks ago, I talked to a guy who they are a software provider to be able to do trash pickup specific to short-term rentals. So they will take your trash to the curb, you know, pick it up every week if it needs to be picked up. Uh, you know, there's Wi-Fi, you know, mesh Wi-Fi gateway 
you know, software like Safi and other other providers. So I think it's just figuring out, you know, what's the need in the market and then being able to provide that. But there's still, you know, a handful of of the, the PMS softwares that are kind of the most well known, the big, the big, big guns in the industry. You know, like we've talked about OwnerRes, you know, IGMS is still kind of there to a certain degree, although I don't really haven't really don't really hear IGMS's name too often. You know, guess the host away, hostfully are the other the other three big ones that we hear from most often, or people move from their software to hospitable most often. So I think the, the five of us, the owner res, hospitable, uh, hostfully, host away, guess the logify, you can kind of throw in there. So there's a bunch of them that are kind of cornered the market and are still doing a pretty good job. But it's, I mean, if I was tech savvy, I'd start my own short-term rental management software company and just sell the crap out of it. <laughs> Hard to compete though, right? At this point with all those other softwares? It probably is, but you know, it's, you know, just figuring out what, what you could do differently, how you could set yourself apart. I mean, I, you know, talking about AI earlier, I think that's a big one. There are some companies who are really going to leverage that over the next few years and kind of set themselves apart. And we're already seeing that to a certain degree. I can't remember what their names are, but there's a couple AI driven, um, like messaging platforms and management platforms that I saw at VRMA that, you know, they're small. It's probably just a small team, a few people, but you know, they're kind of figuring out a little niche for themselves and and trying to to drive drive users toward that because those people have a need for automation. They really want you know a fully automated short term rental business, which you and I both know. I mean, a passive income short term rental business doesn't exist. So uh, people people are always going to have a need for something specific, and somebody you know has the to know know how to figure out how to make software to fill that need and good on them. Right. Absolutely. Where do you see the future of the space in general? I, I mean, I'm kind of thinking that a lot of these smaller softwares are just going to kind of disappear. And I think that those, those big names that you named, uh, uh, not naming names over here, uh, but we name names, I, you know, they're going to prevail much like in the long-term rental space. That's kind of how I feel uh, that, it's, that it's going in that direction. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think I don't necessarily know about go away like the small, small, like PMS softwares and the small software providers. I think they'll probably get gobbled up by some of the big ones. So, you know, big companies are going to buy small companies. That's kind of always the way it is. They're going to you know leverage somebody else's work to be able to add to their own software stack. I'm sure that's going to continue to happen. Um, as far as the future, I think you know what I've seen more OTAs kind of coming around, you know, niche specific OTAs. So I think that's going to continue to go. Um, and I think Google vacation rentals is probably a big one, but it's kind of been around for a little while. It hasn't really done a whole lot. Like they don't really provide online booking or payment processing or anything like that on the host to have their own website or to have some sort of provider to be able to take the payment. Um, but I think Google is probably going to put some money behind, you know, being able to, compete a little bit with uh, the online booking uh, agencies like Airbnb, VRB, and booking.com to be able to drive some traffic to, to their specific listings instead of to Airbnb and VRBO. So I think that's probably a big one over the next few years. And we kind of saw a need for that. So we integrated Google Vacation Rentals with our direct booking system. So every direct booking site that's created and hospitable, it automatically gets indexed in Google. And I think a lot of people are seeing some good search coming from that already, which is pretty neat. Okay. Explain to me like I'm five years old, Google vacation rentals, even though you already did, but just, uh, just, I mean, a lot of folks don't even know it exists. And like you said, it has been, you know, kind of been floating around for a little over a year now, but, uh, they haven't done a whole lot with it. What's your take on the whole Google thing? Yeah. I mean, I think it's crazy. They have so much money and infrastructure 
in their at, like at their fingertips that they could put a little bit of that towards the Google vacation rentals, like part of, of Google. And it could be really, you know, really special, I think. It's tough to figure out how to find a vacation rental through Google. Um, you know, you I mean, you can just search your city vacation rentals, which most people probably just search their city and Airbnb because Airbnb is now a verb. So I think people are just doing that instead. And I don't think vacation rentals on Google will pop up at that point. So you kind of have to figure out how to find them first. And then, you know, if Google wants to provide some sort of infrastructure for building sites and doing payment processing, then I think that's probably the next step for them be able to capture, you know, like extra fees or capture, you know, listing, listing fee, site fees from the host or the guest or whatever that, that might look like. And I don't know if they really want to do that, but I think that they have a big, there's a big kind of void in their system where they could make it better and make it more optimized for hosts to be able to get more re reservations from it. And they're just not really doing that right now. I have no idea if they're going to, like, I don't have anybody in, from Google in my contact list. <laughs> I'd probably call, call them all the time and try to figure out how to get my, my listings more optimized on Google. But um, I think that there, there's opportunity for them to, to do a better job with it. And hopefully they will. And that, that'll help everybody because we all want to have a direct booking website and drive traffic away from the OTAs. And that could just, just help it in the future. I'm happy to pay the OTAs. They spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on marketing. So I don't have to. Um, but I, I see the benefit in, in, uh, in doing it off platform as well. So um, now with Google, with you guys, explain that to me. Let's say I sign up for Hospitable today. You guys do have that Google vacation rentals capability. Uh, how does that work? It's, it's directly tied to our, our direct booking system. So you create a direct booking website in Hospitable. We have a feature that you can toggle on the Google vacation rental listing. If so, if you wanted to add your listings to Google vacation rentals, you can choose which ones you want to add. Some people don't want to add all of them. Um, I don't really, I'm sure there's certain use cases for it, but I don't really know why they wouldn't want to just list all of them in Google. So you turn that, that feature on or that integration on, and then we'll push your listings into Google vacation. So if a guest goes to, you know, for in your case, Smoky Mountains, and they're looking for a cabin for a couple people for a couple nights, your listing will show up on the Google main page on the Google vacation rental search. So they can see, I think you can see a couple pictures, the pricing, it's a little bit of a description. You can click on the link for the website and then it opens up your hospitable direct booking website, which has all the nice pictures, text, all the description, amenities, all that kind of stuff on there. And then they book direct through you. So they put in their credit card payment details and then our system will charge them and then they can get all the automation and hospitable all the good stuff that hospitable provides but they're going to go directly through you instead of paying you know whatever 12 percent to airbnb and you pay the three percent to airbnb so it saves everybody a little bit of money which i think is the big draw it's not i mean you mentioned you're happy to pay the ota which i i agree with you like three percent to airbnb for marketing and payment processing is dropping the dropping the hat like that's nothing i'm totally okay with paying that but it's thinking from the guest side the guest is more inclined to pay less if they don't have to pay the 12% fee to Airbnb. I think they would love to do that as long as you can provide the trust factor for them. So I literally just click a button and it goes to Google vacation rentals. Now, what if I want to have my own website? Can I use my own website or maybe a Boostly website? Can I use a, a you know, a, a Wix or a WordPress website through you guys to be pushed to Google? Uh, that's the next step. So we're working on that. So you can, so for my, my management company, for instance, I have my own custom website that has our booking widgets through hospitable listed on it. So guests can show up to my website 
which my wife does an amazing job of doing social media for and email marketing for uh, to try to get bookings. But that website is not going to show up in Google search right now. It's the hospitable direct booking website that will show up in Google. So our, our websites in, in hospitable are, they're designed to get bookings. They're not designed to, for you to have a contact page, blog page, you know, advertise, you know, anything specific about your company. It's just designed to get people to book direct through you. So, so that's for, the site that's going to show up in Google. So for right now, I'm better off just using the hospitable, creating the hospitable website, which is quick and easy, right? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty fast. We, we create the listings based on your Airbnb account. So we, you don't create listings. We create them for you based on your Airbnb listing. Uh, you don't create websites. You create it for us. Is that, what, is that what you mean? Yeah. That's and then so create the website, which is basically just click a button and then click another button. It'll send that website to Google. Would there be ba- any benefit? Let's say I had a fancy WordPress website with a bunch of blogs, et cetera. Uh, would I still maybe want to create the hospitable website and push that to Google or wait until you guys have the capability to push my current website? I think you can always switch in the future. Like, so I, I've got, both set up. So currently I have a hospitable website that is indexed in Google. So guests can see that on Google vacation rentals. They can book direct through my site. We also have a, like a fancy WordPress website or in your words, a sexy WordPress website. <laughs> that, you know, people, people, people can see the, you know, all the content we've added, you know, different things, our blog, all that kind of stuff about our management company. And then that does have the hospitable booking widgets associated with it. So guests can still book direct, put their credit card in. They're going to pay the same amount on that site that they would on through Google vacation. Um, but it's, and it's all tied to hospitable. So once they book all the automation in our system starts, which is really, really neat. Uh, but it's that from, from my perspective, the benefit to doing both or to having, you know, a hospitable website is it's easy and fast to create. It is indexed in Google for now. And then having a custom website is where, you know, we drive, our own traffic to that site. So through social media, email marketing, um, that's where we can kind of create a little bit more value for ourselves where, you know, people are finding us on Instagram and going to our website. People are finding us, their previous guests that we, you know, collect their emails through Hospitable and through Stafi. And we, you know, do email marketing through MailChimp to those people to try to push them to our direct booking website. So that's where kind of you can tie it all together. Okay, wonderful. Well, what else is coming on in the future for, Hospitable, I guess for me, the big question is the financials. I hate to tell you, your financials stink. Um, and it's difficult for me to figure out what the hell I'm making. It's almost kind of a waste of my time. I'm being brutally honest because I love you. Um, but uh, are financials going to get better? Yeah, they are. So we've got a team that's working on that right now. So metrics, it, it, we call it metrics, but it's, it's essentially is financial. So it's we're pulling the financial data from you know, the OTAs to try to make it you know, obviously accurate a little bit more, um, a more digestible format. So in the future, I've seen screenshots of what it's going to look like. We'll get, you know, better data from the OTAs. And then in the metric section, which I'm sure you're familiar with in Hospitable, you'll be able to always download the data. So that's what we've been been able to do for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have an actual dashboard where you can see your, your financials. So you can see revenue, uh, rev par, um, occupancy, average daily rate, all that, all those like metrics that are key to, to managers and owners. Filter it by property, platform, mm. date, you know, current versus a year ago, things like that. So you'll be able to see all of that visually on the screen and you'll still have access to the data. So that's something we've got a team working on right now. So that's a, a big one. The next, the next one, the next big feature that's coming out is going to be parent child. So 
being able to have, you know, multiple listings that are tied together in a few different ways. Like if somebody wants to book a room or the whole house, we can kind of man- manage that block. Up until this point, you know, we don't have the ability to do that. You can set up an Airbnb with a linked calendars feature. Uh, but outside of that, the Airbnb or VRBO is pretty messy. Booking.com doesn't really work very well. So we're working on that feature. That should be live pretty soon. And then launching direct. So right now, direct premium is only available in the U.S., so that's where payment processing, guest screening, damage protection. We're going to be launching that, you know, more worldwide coming in 2024. So I think we're starting in Canada, UK, um, and then trying to, you know, push that out, you know, as many places as we possibly can. And to our, I think part part of the direct premium value proposition for hosts is going to be doing uh, tax remittance. So that's one thing we're working on being able to do is. Like Airbnb and Verbo collect your taxes and remit it for you, or they do if you work with Hospitable. So that's a huge time saver. But if you start taking direct bookings, you have to think about how do you manage the taxes? Do mm-hmm. you want to, you know, have to do that monthly to your county and city and state? So we're going to be able to have the ability to be able to collect the taxes for all direct bookings and send them out directly for you through uh, an integration we're working on. So that'll be a really neat, neat one and a big time saver for a lot of hosts. Very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Cool. Um, one more thing I'm going to throw at you, please make it so that I can change the order of my properties on the calendar page, because in the winter time, my beaches, my beach properties are completely empty, but it's alphabetical. I think you can do it maybe by tags. I'm not sure. Uh, but you, you can, can't, yeah, you can, you can, you can have tags and the tags is great for filtering. Um, but I get what you're saying, like being able to reorder them like whenever you want. And that's something we've heard from other people as well. So I'm sure, I'm sure you hear a million things. I don't want to be that guy. Don't make me be that guy. Uh, no, you're good. Be yeah, that I mean, guy. But no, no I, just, I mean, we love feedback. It? It's because it's happening right now. This time of year, my beach houses are empty all of a sudden. And when I look at my calendars, I would love to move those to the bottom so that I don't get a panic attack every time I look at my calendar. Oh my God, look at all the spaces I got to fill. If they're at the bottom, I can kind of, anyway, just went random. But uh, great, yeah, wonderful. No, I mean, that's, yeah, it's definitely good feedback. And I'll just tell anybody who's listening that, you know, we take we take host feedback pretty seriously. I don't, Luke. I don't know if you've sat in on any of the town halls, but we, we you know, those are available every every two weeks for hosts to join. You know, they can give us their their good feedback, then give us their terrible feedback. Tell us that we suck. Tell us that we're great. You know, we'll take it in stride and try to you know build a better product. And how does that work? Is it on Zoom? How do I join one of those? For the yeah, it's on week? Zoom. It, it's it's usually we usually. We'll list it on, you know, social media. We do email blasts about the webinar or about the town hall. And then any, you know, current hospitable like hosts will get it in their dashboard to see that it's it's out there. Mm. But I'm sure we can, you know, if this is going to be on YouTube, we can probably include a link for everybody below. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you just logged in. Oh, and one more thing, man. The cool thing about hospitable is it tells you when Verbo's acting up at the top of the screen, which doesn't, it's not, it's been happening less and less. I remember when I first switched to, to uh, hospitable, it seemed like it fairly common. Hey, we're having problems with Verbo. Um, is the connection getting better? Are, are are things getting better in general? Yeah, so I think we're the connection with Verbo is always kind of up in the air. And Verbo is just Verbo is what it is. They're they're a giant. Like they don't. I don't know that they're really all that quick to to work with like like smaller like PMS systems. In which I mean, you know, hospitable is not small, um, but we are not you know, one of the giants as far as, as far as, you know, some of these other companies are concerned. That said, you know, our team is working on, you know, making the connection more stable. And I think they've done a lot in the last couple months to do that. Uh, so you shouldn't, like, I, I don't see any VRBO disconnections at all. 
Um, we don't hear it hardly at all. You know, if you ever notice that, definitely reach out and our sports team can can look into that for you because there's there are specific things that I think make it more unstable and it's more like geared toward the the security on your account like two-factor authentication and things like that love it love it okay cool any idea when i can expect the uh, financials uh, to be updated Uh, man we're we're not huge on giving like a timeline on something so i'll I'll just say we're working on it it's a priority got it so it's something you know we've got a, a few people on our team working on every day would be uh, ma- would make, my, make my life and my bookkeeper's life so much easier. Uh, but uh, yeah. you guys have done that anyway, though. I'm a huge fan. I've uh, been with you guys, I think, I think going three years now and uh, not going anywhere. Uh, appreciate uh, everything you guys do. Um, anything we missed? No, I th- well, there, there will be a direct, you know, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing like updates to the direct booking system. So doing promo codes that are going to be, you know, uh, percentage based, you know, the Google vacation rentals link. Uh, is, is a new big one, you know, continuing to update the, how the sites look, the functionality of the website. So that's a, a big feature we're going to continue to work on over the next, you know, few months, six months. So, you know, definitely stay tuned to everything. And we do, you know, free trials for everybody. So it's not a hard, fast, you got to sign up and give us your credit card on day one. So anybody's interested, let us know and be happy to help you out. Promo code meaning use this code for 10% off your next vacation with us. Yes, correct. So like if you... Like one way I'm using this currently is Airbnb guests come through our to our to our site, so they come in, they come through Airbnb, they book through us, and then in the property we give them a promo code that says, you know, you're going to get this much off your next stay if you use this QR code to book direct. So they scan the QR code, it takes them directly to to my website, and they can put in their dates, they can put in the the promo code in the the the, the flow when they're putting in their credit card information and get a discount on that first day. Cool. Cool. All right, man. Um, got a book, uh, you've read recently that you want to throw at us a book recommendation, man. I, I, I think I mentioned at the beginning, we're having a baby. We're renovating a house. Reading, reading is very low on my agenda at this point. Um, not to plug it. I, I did buy Avery's book a while back and it's been sitting on my nightstand unopened. So that's it's It's, it's there. It just hasn't been, uh, hasn't been cute. Yep. Cool. Well, you've got bigger and better things to do right now, man. It's exciting times. I look forward to, to hearing about that. I've got two little ones myself and it is uh, just unbelievable. So uh, proud of you. Cool, man. Well, well, thanks for coming. And uh, if there's anything we can do to help you, just let us know. And thanks for hanging on short-term rental management.